So some of you may know I, uh, a passion of mine is running, not to toot my own horn, but as Corbin's come to find out, I'm decent at it. Um, and <laughs> I've, I've been running for the majority of my life for the past 15 years or so. Uh, me and my best friends were trained by their father, and we've just grown up running, and the joy that all that brings to our life. Um, we've done small races, we've done big races, and a race that I want to talk about today that we signed up for a few years ago and did was the Toughest Mudder. Now, this is an obstacle course race. It's eight hours long. This is a picture of me. Shocker, I'm a little dirty and have long hair, so <laughs> bear with that picture. Uh, but eight hours, there wasn't a set uh, mileage that you would run. You just ran for eight hours, and however many miles you put in during that time is how many miles you did. Um, and so me and my friends, we signed up last minute. We were super excited. We were super nervous. We weren't able to put in much training, but we went for it. Eight hours running two circles, um, each circle having 10 obstacles. Some obstacles were physically demanding. Um, you had to pull yourself over 10, 15-foot walls. You had to crawl through Georgia red clay. Um, that is a whole different ball game. And the obstacles were mentally tough, too. Um, you had to jump in cold water. You had to jump in stand in water that had w electric wires running through it, and you would get shocked. Yippee! <laughs> Super fun. Um, yelled a couple times, um, but we did it. We ran the race that was before us, and the eight hours came, and even though we were tired, we were beat up, we were there together, and we we finished strong. We finished the eight hours. We ran 25 miles, which to the winner was child's play. He did 50 over that course. Um, and later races, that guy um, could run 110 miles over the course of 24 hours straight. Um, super ridiculous, fun to watch. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, life is like the toughest mutter. Obstacles are there. Obstacles pop up and we can either give up, turn around, quit the race, or we can keep moving forward. We can go past what difficulties come and keep running, fixing our eyes on the finish. So with that, turn with me to Hebrews 12, and we'll be reading one, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, 
fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now, the first sentence here is, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I'm not going to spend time here. Brian talked about this a few weeks ago, and you can look back to chapter 11 and see um, who these witnesses are from the Old Testament and just what they mean to us as we go through life. But what I want to look at is the three ways we're called to run the race. First, we're called, let us throw off all that hinders. Then we're told, let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles. And then we're told, let us run with perseverance. So the let us throw off all that hinders. Obstacles arise that cause a hindrance, they slow us down. Other translations use the word weight. Let us throw off the weight that is on us, things that slow us down in our walk with Christ and just to go further into the race. This looks different for all of us. What are things in your life that hinder? For some, this is social media. Um, For some, it could be friends that aren't running with you or slowing you down as you're going. Sports, money, TV. Um, There's just all these things in our life that slow us down. Coronavirus threw a wrench in our plans and we had to quickly rethink life. We're coming out of it. We're in the first stages of coming out of what that looks like. And so may we throw off that and look forward to what's next, look forward to the race set before us, and just look to Christ. Next, we're told, let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles. We all sin. Jesus is the only one that didn't, so... Don't expect your neighbor to be perfect and you can't go to them. Um, But we're told to throw off the sin that entangles us. This requires vulnerability on three different parts. You must be vulnerable with yourself. You must be able to look and see, I struggle with this. What is it that you struggle with? You must be vulnerable with God. You must go to God and say, this is in my life. I struggle with it. I don't want it there. Please help me. Be there for me. Forgive me. And you must be vulnerable with your friends. Um, Bring along people that can run with you, that can look and help you look to Christ that can help you be accountability partners to you and you can help them in their walk with Christ also. You must be vulnerable. 
You must bring along help to help you get through the obstacles in life and to move forward. Next, we're told, let us run with perseverance. The race before us is not a sprint. It's not quick. It's not Usain Bolt nine seconds, 100 meters. It's many, many hours, many miles that you run. But the race is marked out for us. It's not any race. It's not just a race. It's the race that is for us. It's the race that Jesus went ahead and prepared for us and marked out for us. We have a guideline of where we are going and where the finish is. And Jesus is waiting for us. So run the race with perseverance. Run the race with patience. Run the race with endurance. It's hard. It's long. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Look forward, not behind. And you will be able to keep going forward because Jesus is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. He went before us. He endured the cross, scorning its shame. In other words, he rejected the shame of the cross and what that brought on to his life because he found joy in what was ahead of him. He found joy at being able to sit at the right hand of the throne of God. He found joy in the finish. Now our graduates are finishing a stage of their life. They're looking forward to college and the joy that that brings. And parents are a little nervous at what that looks like. Um, And we need to come around them. And we need to move forward with them. We must fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on the finish. Throw off the weight that, so the hindrances, throw off the sin that entangles us. Don't be slowed down. Don't be have something wrapped around your feet to where you can't run. Throw that off. Bring others along with you. Surround yourself with godly people, men and women that are running with you, that are running beside you and can help you overcome the obstacles. In that picture, um, that obstacle was called... I can't remember now. Uh, But basically, it's a big block. Uh, Half of it is in water, and you're standing in water, and it's yay high above you. And normally, it's spinning, but if you get to it and no one's around, it's not spinning. And so you have to spin it yourself super hard to get started. And then as it's spinning, you have to grab on and let it pull you over, and then you turn around and you have to throw your weight back to get the other person up and over. Very hard for one person to do. You need people with you to get over this, and there's three more of them after that. Um, It's very cold water. Uh, It's dark, as you can tell. 
and just the pain that you have to endure the strength to keep going, to run to the next obstacle. So as we leave today, don't get burdened by the obstacles that are in your path. Throw off the weight that brings you down. Throw off the sin that entangles you. Keep moving forward. Run the race that is marked out for you. Run the race before you. Fix your eyes on Jesus because we can't do this alone. He's gone before us. He has set out the path before us and he's waiting for us at the finish. And in doing that, we will not grow weary and we will not lose heart. So please pray for me and Corbin will come up and sing closing song. Dear God, I just want to thank you for today. I thank you for the graduates and all that they mean in our lives. I pray that as they go forward, that they will keep their eyes on you, looking forward to the finish. May they run with perseverance the race marked out for them. May they fix their eyes on you. May they bring people along with them that can just run with them and be there for them when times get tough, when they feel like they can't keep going physically and mentally. The obstacles are so hard. Will you just guide them? Will you guide us? May we run to you, fix our eyes on you. Will you just be with us today as we go and celebrate graduation after this and just all that that brings, the joy that that brings, the sadness that that brings. Just be with all of us. Be with the graduates as they look forward to the next steps in their life. May we come around them and help them. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you all stand with me and sing? Go of all that will hinder Jesus, my hope, my.
Thanks for being with us today. It's been good to be together and to worship together. 
So may the Lord bless you and keep you as you go into the day. And may you just sense his presence in every way. It's in his name that we gather and it's in his name that we go. Amen.